if you have the iPhone 10 or lower, you probably want to upgrade because I think it's a conspiracy when when Apple releases a new phone, they send some signal out to fuck up your old phones. Bro, I, I just <laughs> I just somebody. got a new iPhone 10 in May. Yeah, <laughs> like so, it's too soon for all. Oh, so I mean, if you got it now, then you yeah. probably you got a couple of generations, yeah, you know, a couple in. But if you got the 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 um, they gonna send the you the virus in a couple. You're probably good. I got the 10s, so I'm probably gonna wait till next year to get the phone. So yeah. I'm in no rush, but. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure, uh, you know, I know Mike was telling me that he was having some issues with his 10, so. Yeah, no, once I hit 30%, <laughs> or it's like, the shit just starts acting up. Yeah, that's, if the, I, like, that's type, the signal that they send out. Bro, I gotta, I gotta hit a letter twice for it to, like, get <laughs> through, and then I'm like, ah, oh, wrong letter, and I delete it, and then it just goes, deletes everything, and I'm yeah. just like, mm. oh, man. Yeah, so you might want to go ahead and uh, get that, uh, you get know, that, uh, pressuring you. 11. You gonna get the 11 max? I think. Well, that shit um, looks big as fuck. <laughs> Look, I'm sick man. of big phones. Right? I have so look. I have I do. I have two phones. Um, one's his trap phone. One's his personal phone. Yeah, you know. Um, all the ladies out there, is that a red flag? I'm just. What, I'm just Pro- wondering. As a probably. single man, you know, I'm just saying. Mm. But the reality is, it's a personal phone, and it, it is a, a business, business phone, phone for the yeah. store. Um, you know, not everybody needs your your bat line number or yeah. whatever. But that's the one thing. To I do. think I pretty much hit you guys up. You texted me that. once from the from the burner. I was like, "Is this Mike?" <laughs> I said some shit that was like very Mike. You get the, yeah. you get the um, when he texts you from it, does it goes maybe Mike or whatever? No, I did it. On it? No, oh, but man. but yeah, that does happen, but not with him. Yeah. Anyway, that's um, how you know it's working. They're not on to him. Yeah, true. <laughs> but uh, anyway, the personal phone that's the the X. It acts up like crazy. So I'm probably gonna upgrade this. Mm-hmm. But the eight plus, like this thing is a like it's it's a tank like the thing just <laughs> like i could be at half a percent probably and let, it, the shit's still going let I mean, me ask you this though do, yeah. you, do you use your 10 more than you use your eight and i mean when you when i say use it not just for like text messages emails and shit i'm saying for like photos if you're editing stuff okay you know, so so i use this for all my belly buckets content okay so i'll leave this recording for half an hour okay 20 minutes video footage and all that mm. stuff um I won't text as much unless I need to. Okay. Um, and then the, I mean, the person I use it for everything. Yeah, for right everything now. else that you're using. Yeah, right. but the real other benefit to this is um, because they're on two different carriers. I do use this for a hotspot, and you know, you every now and then we need a hotspot. This one doesn't have it because ah, AT and T be on some bullshit. But what's the other carrier? Sprint. Sprint. Not proud of that. Sprint. Strong. People be sleeping on Sprint. Okay. My phone work everywhere. What, what phone did you use in Vegas this past weekend? Oh, um, what got more use? For the sure, work phone or the play phone? For sure, both. Because <laughs> there were some long nights where, like, this 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 joint ain't making it. It's oh, already man. depleted. And somehow, I, I'm still alive. It was, it was a fun trip. Yeah. Um, you saw the Migos. Was that was your first time? Yeah. Migos was tight. Uh, it was my second time with them. Uh, what, what was a little different this time is uh, their, their start time. Um, the was, start time? The start time of their performance. Oh, okay. Was, what did you uh, see at Drace? They're at Drace. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and shout out to Drace, man. Like, uh, that's that's family right there. Yeah. Shout out to Dustin, uh, Phil, Randy, uh, Jamil. Those guys, great dudes. And, um, you know, honestly, they're the premier hip-hop venue in mm-hmm. Vegas yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I heard a rumor. Um, I, I, let's just say I, I, it's a rumor, so I won't say what it is but there was a, a little start time uh pushback and um they got on for their first song at 3 50 in the morning 
Yo, old Wait. Vegas days, that would, probably would have been... That, that probably would have like, worked. Flew. If you were talking like Dre's after hours, for sure. Yeah, easily. But like, but yo, like 3.50 in the morning, first probably, record. People have probably already been there for four hours. I'm not going to lie. I saw, I saw, I saw like one section walk out. But the vibe was still great. Um, shout out to Franzen. Like, yeah. he really... And I texted him as this was going on. I'm like, bro, you... Like it, it is a testament to your to your OG and your knowledge yeah, and yeah. your just ability to like maneuver through it, you know. Because I could see some moments where he was like, "Damn, where are these guys?" Yeah, and um, he still kept the energy going, man, oh. till, till the very last record. Um, and and then it just popped up, you know. Um, Jason Tatum was there. Nice. Um, what time did uh Franny's uh, set start? Uh, Franzen, I mean Franzen was on when I walked in at like twelve. Damn. Ish twelve thirty so for a minute. Marathon. Yeah, so he he was on for a long set. Yeah, and um and just did his thing. So uh, it was dope. Migos was cool. Yeah, dope. we had a we had a nice uh, section really close to the stage. So mm. it was like just kicking it with the Migos, my amigos. So, you know, and when I think of friends, and I think of him and LP, because I feel like they're the only two club DJs that I know that have pictures with Notorious B.I.G. Right, mm. like, that's like a that's, that's like, like a, the biggest flex on Instagram when they oh, post yeah. those pictures. Like, damn, like no yeah. one else can touch it, no one else can top that. And I'm pretty sure they got drops from them too, probably, probably. from Biggie and and I'm sure a lot of other I mean, like them fools yeah. been in the game for legendary, long legendary time. dudes. But yeah. yeah, Vegas, you know, it's it's fun, it's a fun uh fun time. I was there for two days and yeah. you know caught a good vibe. Um, and, um, I also got to hit up recently the family style food fest. I could be butchering that, but mm-hmm. the, um, it, essentially it's complex con, but for food. Mm-hmm. And for those that don't know what complex con is, it's just a collective of a ton of brands. And what was really cool about this, um, this little, I guess, festival, um, was it was like, first of all, it was operated by the hundreds, Bobby and, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why did I just uh, Bobby and Ben hundreds and uh, I blanked out for two seconds, but streetwear legends, um, they held it down, um, teamed up with a couple other people that I know and man, they got all the pop in like food spots all in one yeah. place. What was the best thing you tasted there? <clears throat> First of all, pause. <laughs> <laughs> Second of all, no. Um, what was the best meal? Um, look, can't go wrong with John and Vinny's. Okay. We had some pizza from mm-hmm. John and Vinny's. Um, also had Uncle Polly's. Uh, they had no disrespect to your mom's Italian sausage. Be Listen, easy. Listen, easy. Kathy will pull up on you. Easy. But it, it was it was a strong effort <laughs> to get there. Your mom's still puts it down. Mm-hmm. Number numero uno. The red sauce was uh, on point. Mm-hmm. It was it was fire. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie to you. It was okay, fire. you're you're allowed mm-hmm. to like other. Uh, Italian dishes That's okay. fine I almost said sausages But that would have been a pause And you know, a waste of time Just like this whole thing I'm just doing Just like <laughs> you just did right now Exactly <laughs> So anyways Go on Anyway um, And uh, I did it For the first time Try um, Tacos 1986 Who has a lot of buzz um, As one of the top tacos um, I think they did really well mm-hmm. um, Not quite Tacos El Gordo mm. Uh, mm. Level in my opinion, with the Alpine store, you know, as a as a belly buckets ambassador, yeah, you know, I know my tacos, um, and then uh, and then I tried Slab, which is an Hwood Group um, venue, and I've I've been there before for their barbecue. It's mm. fire. If you haven't had it, definitely go check out Slab. Um, mm. I think it's on Third, uh, but 
fire food and the whole vibe was was great actually also shout out to bad mash there was another dish that really blew my mind and that is a track did a collab shout out to a track beat source family beat source fam um and, and i t- i chopped it up with him a little bit mm-hmm. um he was looking extra gothy this time with the colored <laughs> hair and the, and the wide pants but uh yeah. but um and shout out to Sammy, ran into him too. But uh, so he did a collab with Bad Mash, uh, which one of the chefs is uh, my old roommate Gio. Yeah, you know, who used to hold it down with us shout for, out to Gio. for all the difference. But shout out to Gio, and they did this flan collab, and they would put um, caramel or hot fudge mm-hmm. with the flan, and then cereal toppings. Jeez. Dog, why hasn't anybody done this? Mm. Like it was. Fire. There's different type of cereals that you could choose from? It was just like an array of toppings. Like, that could be its own business. Yeah. Like, if you just literally pop flans and you just like Chipotle, you know, select yeah. fast, select yeah. yeah. the yogurt land oh, type yeah. thing. Dog, let me yeah. tell you this. I'm not a flan eater. No, nah, not me either. That's not my vibe. It's like, the texture's funny. You know, it's just not my thing. But once you throw some caramel on that bitch, and then... You know, some Fruit Loops mm. and some, some Captain Crunch. Some Pebbles. Cap- right, yeah. Take your pick. What's your favorite cereal? Fruity Pebbles. Fruity Pebbles, okay. Yeah, I'm a Captain Crunch guy. Captain Crunch? Yeah. I'm kind of a Frosted Flakes dude. Yeah. But, I feel that. you know, um, but it was, man, straight fire. Damn. You could even put the Travis Scott uh, Reese's Puffs on them. We ain't going to bring that shit to LA. Huh? <laughs> uh, I'm going I'm to I'm hit up Gio. We need to, yeah, we need to set something it. up. Yeah. Because that was, it was fire. So that was actually my, that might have been the best thing. Blew my mind. No, no, no. Yeah. So um, great experience. And I highly recommend, you know, when the next one comes around uh, to definitely uh, check it out. Yeah. And then uh, you were recently yeah. somewhere for the first time. And yeah. I'm not talking about Disneyland. <laughs> I, yeah. I went to Penthouse Day Club for the first time. So yeah, a big house. ups to uh, Joey, Darrell Boykins, uh, Butch. Butch. Jermaine, like Main so event. many, so many people. I, I, Marley was Marley. doing his thing. Yeah, Marley was being Marley. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that was my first time going. And you know, if if you follow Pan, Penthouse or if you know like just the day club, I don't know culture. I guess mm-hmm. like Penthouse is killing it. They're at the top, if not top two or three in the country. And so I went for the first time. And I was telling Mike, it's funny because I I know I can go. I know all those guys, yeah. but it's just a matter of do I want to get off my ass on a Sunday evening exactly. to go, you know? And let's, I know it's going to be great. And yeah. let's clarify, when you're saying that, it's because if you're not reserving a table, yeah, or if you're not a really good-looking woman yeah. from, you know, whatever, like, or you got the budget, yeah, like, you're not getting in. Yep. Yeah. At, we, all. at all. At all. And you could be sitting there. It don't yeah. matter. Show up early. Don't matter. You're going to pay. Yeah. And so that's just to set up why, you know. Yeah. So, so again, big ups to Joey because Joey's that type of dude that wants to sh- tell you and show you everything about the spot. He'll give you a, a history of it and all the people that are doing this and that. And as he's telling me this, we're on the floor. As he's telling me this, they clear the way to bring out the coffin. And so I got people hitting me up on Instagram like, yo, what the fuck is that? Because no one's ever seen a coffin in a club. Right. <laughs> and, but but it's like, it's it. a bottle presentation. Yeah. And, and Butch had talked about this in depth on the road podcast. Um, he was saying that uh, the coffin, it's like after taxes gratuity, the coffin presentation is like 14000 And And it's just a big thing. And, you know, they make a big thing about it. 
And I, so Joey's telling me this and he said, that's not even the most expensive package. Mm -hmm. Like you see those planes in the air, you know, there's planes yeah. that are stuck on the ceiling. There's about three of them. Mm -hmm. A girl riding on a plane Comes with that whole thing. Yeah. That's like $17,000 to $18,000 package. So it's, it's really mind boggling when you see, when you walk in and you see what these guys are doing there. And this is next week is our last week of being, weekend of being open. I will not be there. Cause that just sounds this like gonna chaos. Fucking it's going to, yeah, be did ridiculous. Play, um, did they play the undertaker? Uh, track when they yeah. Don't have the yeah, yeah, yeah 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 that's yeah. part that's part of the presentation and, I, and that's i think why there's such a premiere or the premiere day club yeah um not just every LA. week's a different theme yeah every week is a different and, theme and they went theme. seven months this this season they Which, they started in march i believe you got the so whole, they, they went longer i'd argue yeah. to say also that like this summer started a little later than other summers for us like it didn't really get hot Oh. Weather-wise, you mean? Weather-wise, weather yeah, 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 like, yeah, oh no, we've been partying June all summer. Was cool. <laughs> yeah. June, yeah, June was cool. early June. Normally, we get yeah. that heat, that heat wave yeah. starts to happen in May ish. I feel like we didn't really get it until like late yeah. June. And yeah. I think even now, like, like I know guys are ending their day parties, and mm -hmm. I think that has that has a lot more to do with, you know, once you get past uh, Labor Labor Day, used to be like. Yeah. The end. That's the social summer end. Like, you right. Know what I mean, at the right, end, right. that like Labor Day is it, and that's it. Is gone? But. but clearly, we're weeks past that. Yeah, and it feels like you could still keep going. Yeah, you can and go till November. Technically, you, really you could. I mean, in LA, you can go until November. Yeah, yeah, and you could argue. I mean, Pet House is is a day club, but it's not outdoors. So it's not fully dependent on the weather. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they kill it. I mean, from. Everything that the girls wear to the food that they they, they literally all, all the tables get Chick Fil A. So yeah, they, so Chick Fil A on a Sunday on a Which Sunday, is crazy. yeah, that's Who's doing a, that? That's a flex in itself. Who's doing that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And they'll yeah. have the chicken and waffles. They have Wingstop. Yeah. They'll they'll switch it up. It's dope. Yeah, they're definitely um, shitting on everybody. <laughs> literally, they're, they're all you know, little things like that just kind of yeah. like cancels a lot of situations out. But but yeah, so big again, big ups to those guys, their family. Um, appreciate the. Uh, hospitality and yeah that was my sunday of rel you spun in la yeah. this past weekend i did i did uh elevate downtown um shout out to uh dj eddie boy yeah. young eddie yeah um it was cool man i had yeah. a good night you know it's been it's been um you know majority of the spots i spend is predominantly hip-hop so it, it was it was a little refreshing to be able to step out and do other than you know the hip-hop Afrobeat stuff, yeah, and get to incorporate a little bit of the EDM Latin stuff Club into my stuff. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So overall, it was a, it was a decent night. Yeah, have fun with it. How was it? Um, I, I don't know. You maybe you've worked with Eddie Boy before. How was it like working with getting booked by someone you you're cool with? Obviously, he's DJ City. Booking with uh booking with Eddie Boy um was really a really dope experience. You know, having someone that'll give you all the details. Yeah. Um. You know, upfront and giving you what you're expecting was mm -hmm. dope. You know, what I, mean? I really appreciated that. Uh, I know that with the dress code situation, um, I didn't think to ask where the dress code was because we live in LA and for the most part yeah. it is fashion forward. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I know for I I should have I should have a better uh, idea or thought about asking what it is. It was a venue that I haven't personally done in years. It was remodeled and done. But, but I feel like clubs around the world it's like you can kind of go in dressed to however you want if you're a dj but not really though you know what i mean i almost, mean well, if you're almost. a dj absolutely yeah, but yeah, you know yeah. when you have guests you know when you have course, guests coming it's different up, when you have it's guests. different you know what i mean and you know going back to what we talked about you going to arizona and and you yeah. know your you know what you experience going into that spot and 
they were like, we can't let you in what you're wearing. Yep. I should have thought about that. You right. know what I'm saying? And um, and I know for now, like, all right, cool. If it's a spot, I'm doing anything. What's the dress code? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Is there a dress code for my guests? You know, yeah. I know there's not probably going to be a dress code for myself, but for people that I got coming, is it though, you know? So with that being said, um, what are ways that either you guys feel like we can improve on working with bookers to kind of have a, a, a overall better experience when we are booking for these spots and when whenever we're dealing with bookers, what do you guys think? I think, oh, go I, ahead, go ahead. I think communication is key, like everything else, right? Yeah. Like asking those questions. Is there anything that I might have missed? Because I'm sure them as bookers, they've dealt with numerous amounts of DJs, right? And so, um, and I don't think everybody really asks those questions. Sometimes you get comfortable because you know the situation. Yeah. yeah. But there could be specific things like the dress code at Elevate. Like, that's, mm-hmm. like, a thing that sticks out to me, you know, from the first time I played there. And then onto like, other venues that have specific uh, genres of music that they might not want played, even though you, you feel like the stereotype is there for that venue. Like, a Latin venue yeah, yeah. might not want Latin music. Yeah, Sounds yeah. crazy. It's crazy, but But that's, that's a real thing, <laughs> yeah, right? And so I think the the best thing you can always do is, is communication. And I think that's a two way street. Mm-hmm. It doesn't just land on the DJs. It also lands on the booker. And yeah. I think just having that dialogue and, um, not having too much ego, um, to, or, uh, be afraid to ask a quote unquote stupid question. Yeah. Right. Because at the end of the day, all you're looking to do is be able to give your best. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, if they're a professional experienced, mature booker, they're going to give you the best information they can give yeah. you with. And the most, information, um, yeah. the most, yeah, absolutely. You know, I know, I know venues who pre, um, pre party, you know, they know every single person that has a table mm-hmm. and they're explaining it to every single server and they're explaining what the celebration is, if there's one, or they're explaining who they are and what their experience is with spending money or yeah. whatever it may be. And I think those situations, the more information you have, the better the possible experience. So yeah, yeah. I think it's just communication always. You know, there's you you think you have your bases covered and then, you know, something else will pop something up. Something else pops up or um, I think that's that's really part of it, you know. Well, I think um, yeah, like communication is is ultimate, but a part of that is you have some of these bookers. It's even even at like the elite level where they may not ask for a W nine or an invoice mm-hmm. until after the gig, and you're thinking, well, oh, shit, yeah. that just delays the process. Right. I could have fig- figured this out a week or two ago. I could have submitted this a week or two ago. Yeah, you know. So I think um, don't wait for them to hit you up. Ask them, yo, Actually, is this yeah. a cash situation or do you need a W nine? Yeah. Um, to me, like that's it's not an issue, but it's that's always been like if, if there's a delay in a, in the situation, mm-hmm. that's usually the biggest delay. And um, and just to expand on this convo, if you know sometimes you you deal with bookers that um, don't respond in a certain amount of time. And I think you just, you know, I think you you have to be careful on how often you hit them up, you know, because you may you may want another booking or you may want to get a book get booked for the first time, and you just gotta understand like if it's not meant to be, it's not gonna it's happen not now. Yeah. But like when I'm in that situation, I just like if if this club doesn't hasn't reached back and I've sent them, I don't know, like twenty emails in the last year, mm-hmm. like. Like the time will come. You just got to continue to feel that it's yeah. it's gonna happen. It's just a matter of time, 
you know so what's the uh what's the proper etiquette for reaching out to a booker you know what i mean like let's say you're reaching out and um you send whatever it's an email a text message or something like that but you get no response like obviously you don't you don't get a response within 24 hours well, I, I I wouldn't send a text if it was to someone I know. If if I do, if all I get is their number, I'd say, "Can I get an email? I can, you know, connect with you." Because they don't want like text to me is a little too personal. Yeah, I'm, I don't have that until they give me their number. But when I first reach out to a booker, like I'll tell I'll tell our listeners straight up, I'll put in the email. This is what I do. This is what I have done. Because usually the first thing they want to know is where do you spin. Mm-hmm. Or where have you spun? Do you have any residencies? Mm. So off the bat, I'll just say this is a shorter version of my APK. This is, these are my residencies. This is what I've done in recent days, and this is what I have coming up. Yeah. And so, and then the EPK and some bookers still want to mix. Yeah. So you you put that's kind of crazy though. Yeah, like yeah, a booker yeah. wants to mix, but you you how can you judge based on what there's no crowd? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like hard. I like I get it. They want to know if you can DJ. You know, but it's, I don't know, like, I still do it. If, if they ask her, I know a lot of DJs say, fuck that, I ain't going to submit a mix, like, I'm too proud. All right, but, you know, what? what's it to you yeah, to, exactly. to put together a 30-minute mix? You don't have to put yeah. together a full hour, but put together a little 30-something. And you know what? Every time I put together a 30-minute mix, which isn't that often, but when I do, I kind of, like, get caught up. I get really caught up, and I'm on point with what's new and how to kind of be creative with yeah. it, you know? So it's kind of like an exercise of creativity, if you will. So I'm usually not mad at it. I just think it's still kind of crazy. But I put all that in the email, and and I I never expect them to hit me back right away because a lot of these bookers, man, it's based on relationships. Yeah. It's based on consignment. So if they're not hearing it from Randy out in Boston or or Padram at Tao, um, big ups to those guys. If they're not hearing it directly from them, it's... It's tough to be to just come out of nowhere and yeah, just that's ask what I'm saying. for a yeah, booking. You can't really you can't really just come out of the blue and be like, you know, I know that this is a popular spot and these people don't know who the fuck I am. And for me to ask for a booking, like yeah. I feel like that's a shot in the dark. Like you're you're really not gonna get and can you and you're gonna go you're gonna have to go through all those steps yeah. um in order for them to even know who you are, as opposed to getting, you know, the referral from you know, a mutual yeah. friend or, you know, yeah. another booker that they know, whatever, you know, the, the case is. So I feel like a lot of, I know, and maybe in our experiences, whenever we do get booked in another spot, it's usually from somebody that knows somebody or being like, yo, that person is dope. Or they heard us spin somewhere because, you know, one of us brought the person out or someone that you know has brought that person out or something like that. So that's how normally uh, what you call it are. But yeah. Just you know, just the proper etiquette. I don't know what what it is for you, Mike. Like if you reach, like I'm saying, like let's say that that uh, that interaction happened for you, right? You met the booker for this spot that you're interested in sp- spending at, right? You politic with them for a little bit. Y'all exchanged, um, con- you know, contact information. What's the etiquette moving forward? You know what I mean? What if they, what if they are cool? They're like, yo, here's my number. Hit me up. Blah blah blah. You hit them up, but you didn't get that response in the 24 hours. Like, is it? Is it? Do you be like a crazy bitch and you constantly hit him? <laughs> Definitely not. You know what I'm saying? Like, do you constantly be like, I'm not, I'm gonna show them that um I'm, I'm I'm persistent. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna constantly like I'm re- relentless and I'm gonna just constantly hit them up because I'm interested. And then and obviously they're gonna act like a nigga and be like, nah, you, you're too aggressive. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I don't want to do it. Or yeah. like, do you give them some time? Do you just hit them up once and if they don't respond, you kind of just chalk it up as, all right, I'm not gonna get booked. 
Yeah. Or, you know what I'm saying? What's the proper etiquette to go about it? I think if there's a, a line of communication or, or a network that reaches to that person beyond just your direct conversation, um, it's always good to kind of do the research to see how they work. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes they, you know, like for myself specifically, like because there's a podcast, because there's a store, because there's my own DJ career, because there's, you know, everything else that's going on. Like there's specific days that I do work and there's specific days I don't do shit. Yeah. Like in regards to that specific category, like I'm always, I'm not lazy, but like I'm always doing something. And so sometimes that, that could be my, my Monday, you know, um, or my Tuesday. And so you might not get the response because you hit them on, I don't know. They work, they work on Tuesdays and you hit them up on Wednesday. Well, they're not going to get back to you until the next Tuesday. Yeah. yeah That's yeah. six business, six, five business days or whatever, yeah. you know? So sometimes people work a certain manner, and I think it's good to to know those things. Now, if you don't have line of communication, I think it's, you know, the persistence thing, it's tough. Yeah. And I think that just comes down to the relationship that you have with that person mm-hmm. and understanding what you can push and what you can't. Can't push, yeah. You know what I mean? And um, I think you just got to kind of read that situation with them and, mm-hmm. and kind of throw it out there. Like, I mean, I'll be honest with you. Like, I, I know every slick move in the book. Mm-hmm. Like... If you and I had a conversation, and I, I, I'll, I'll relate this to, to the store. If we have a conversation that, yo, I need you to find this shoe for me, right? And I'm like, I got you. Like, you're, it's on my list. I've told my staff, I'm going to find you that shoe, right? You, you need a, a calf four, size 11, yeah. right? Yeah. Definitely hit your ass up about that. I, I know that's what you need. Yeah. I'll go look for it when the time aligns, and it's in the back of my head if a pair pops up yeah but that's not a a commonly seen shoe exactly or offered at the right price all the time so sometimes that just it sits on the burner Mm -hmm. but it's not like what i'm cooking right at the moment and then you and i don't talk but four days later uh you react with a a fire emoji to one of my basketball highlights i kind of know what you're doing like it's the it's a lot like obviously not because it's you. Yeah, I'm seeing if it was just a random person because you're my boy. You'll yeah, support me. I'll just hit you up. Hey, my nigga, what's good with yeah, those shoes? Yeah, you'll do that, <laughs> but you also encourage me just to encourage me, yeah. not because you need access to me. No, no, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Other people will encourage yeah. to get access. I got you. And, and so, those shoes you got on look real good on right, you. Right, right, right. Can't believe you were hitting them like that with those shoes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I'll say on the DJ side of things, you know, like you got to be careful about how you in, in, uh, in, uh, interact in, in any form that's outside of the normal, you know, pattern. Yeah. So um, I think you just got to, yeah, you just got to kind of read it, man. And, and depending on what, what the situation is, like if you're waiting on to get a booking, then that's one thing. If yeah. it's you're waiting for pay, that's another, you yeah. know. Um, I think on the pay side, it, it does get frustrating at times because if you're dealing with, depending on the level of prof, like professionalism yeah. and what you're used to, like out of all the venues I play in LA, like there's only one venue that pays me cash yeah, and doesn't ask me for a W9. And so I mentally take that as, all right, normally I'd, my rate would be this, but I could take less because they're not taxing me yep. and it's cash mm-hmm. on the spot. Yeah. I know other spots who are getting my W-9, who are cutting me a check. check yep. And sometimes that check 
doesn't arrive the night of there's there's a place that does it the night of there's a place that does it uh if it's a promoter it could be two weeks later because Mm -hmm. promoters get paid a week later and then there's like multi-level you know um agencies that manage different venues and sometimes you're waiting a month yeah to get that check you know especially if they're from out of town now you gotta wait for it to get mailed you gotta wait for the the accounting to get caught up and so you know there's and that, different levels. And that goes that. in the line of communication, like Joe was saying earlier. Yeah. Like you you have to have that conversation beforehand. Hey, how does the pay situation work? You know, how long do I have to wait? Right. You know, et cetera, et cetera. I think, you know, I think a lot of us we go into a situation thinking that, oh, okay, cool. We're gonna get paid the night of. And you know, for the most part, sometimes it happens that way. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you know, for example, going back to my elevate, anybody asked me for a W nine a week prior to my date. When I yeah. got there, check was cut. Thank you for coming. Thank you yeah. for, you know what I mean? Boom, boom. Done, Here, done. Here's the situation. You know what I mean? Yep. That was great. Like, you know what yep. I'm saying? Like, you know, that was probably a great situation or scenario that any DJ would want to be in. Right. Um, but it doesn't always happen. Like you said, it doesn't always happen that way. There's uh, a lot of um, things that will take, you know, that will uh, take uh, the process longer or whatever. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But yeah. if that's communicated prior, then the DJ shouldn't have a problem. If yeah. you know... And you're not going to get paid for another month. Right. You know what I mean? For example, like you said, I know I have a place that I get cash from, but they pay me in cash, but they don't get paid in cash. Right. You know what I'm saying? But in the process for them takes about a month right. to get it. And so they were like, yo, it's going to take this long. No problem. I know that ahead of time. So yeah. I know that, okay, I can expect this money whenever, you know. This, I mean, that, that's as long as it should take is a month. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. That's Anything just how... longer than that, I feel like it's disrespectful. Yeah, or or I'm maybe not disrespectful, but you you may need to consider that they're going through some financial hardships, True. and and it's probably something you could have sniffed out leading into it. It's usually if I go into a club and it's uh and it's kind of quiet and it's just me and like fifty other people, I'm I'm kind of preparing to expect a late check. Yeah, you know, like that's like I that through my experience, that's just what I know. But going back to um, how often you should hit these bookers up, I think it really depends on your relationship with the booker. And it can be a relationship a relationship that just kicked off. And, you know, you probably don't want to do it once a week. Or or maybe you feel like, yeah, once a week is, is good. Like, I'd say in between once or once every other week, um, yeah. reaching out to them. And then... And then if they don't reply after, I don't know, I'm just throwing them out. Let's say three or four times, give it a rest. Yeah. You know, like don't, don't say anything to them for a month or two. Hopefully within that time frame, you've leveled up, you're doing cooler stuff. Mm-hmm. And now you can say, hey, this is what I've been doing. So they can see the progress. Mm-hmm. And, and I feel like when you talk to them, I think what works better for me is when you talk to them on a more... uh personal level like like uh i'm not saying you got to give them a pity story but you got to let them a passionate level like yeah like letting them know like this dj stuff means a lot to me and and you know i think if you're a little bit more personal than just yo what up need this booking you know or something like that you you know one's gonna do that but you know i think you connect more with those people Mm -hmm. especially like especially let them know like yo i got this this is this is all i got you know no agency no, this you know this is what I'm doing yeah, by yeah. myself. So that that might work too. I'm not saying like you you shouldn't rule out every anything you know. Yeah. Like if you feel like you can connect with them better on that, then I think 
they, that might may or may not separate you from the usual emails that come in, but give it time to give, give it space. And I promise you, like, you don't need to hit them up every two weeks. If, if, if there's a gap in between, you know, give it some rest, yeah. reintroduce, you know, this is, or if they say, yeah, we're done booking for the fall, mm-hmm. you know, we're, you know, we're, we'll get, we'll start booking in 2020. Cool. Set a reminder for yourself, hit them yeah, up, up in November or something, okay. you know, so, so, Hey, I know you guys are starting to book around this time. You know, just want to reintroduce the situation and say it like, I just want to reintroduce the situation. This is what I've been doing. So, mm-hmm. cause you probably fired off 20 emails. Yeah. They don't want to scroll through all those. Who is this guy? What, what did he do? Yeah. Like, so you, you reannounce what's going on. You reintroduce yourself. And again, I don't know if this works for everybody or anybody, but mm-hmm. these are just different ways of looking at it. To, approaching it. To, yeah. yeah, different ways of approaching and different every, angles. Every 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 booker experience is going to be a little different than the other one. You know, what yeah. I mean? just based off it. So what's so be actually this? What's the follow up procedure? You you booked the spot, right? You went in there, you did your thing. At least to your knowledge, you felt like you went in there, you did a solid job, right? You like it, you fucks with it, you want to get another booking. Yeah. What's the what's the what's the procedure to go about that after? You know what I mean? How do you do you approach that? You approach the booker and be like, you know, how did everyone feel? Did you fuck with it? If you were present, you know, if you weren't present, what was the feedback that you got about my, you know, my set yeah. from the staff, from whoever was there, you know, at the time that was able to hear it? Um, what, would, what would be the procedure moving forward to get another booking? Um, I would probably just say, like, I mean, the follow up is definitely like being grateful and appreciative yeah. of the first one. And just kind of starting dialogue back up. Um, at some point, definitely, you can ask for feedback and say, like, you know, how did how was the reaction from the staff? How was yeah. the reaction from the night? Was it a successful night? You know? Um, and I think it just comes down to what their goals are, right? If it's to get quality, a quality set or music, like, you probably feel good that you provided that. Yeah. Um, if it was to, like, get bodies through the door then that's a different goal right did you uh hit that goal and i think i think as long as you um show interest in like how can how can we make those goals be attained together then that shows that you care yeah you give a fuck you know and so i think that's important to show someone um and that could create a level of separation between you and the next gig yeah um or the next guy to get the next gig um so I think that's part part of it. Um, I don't know if there's like any other possible way to press it other than like they've they've heard the feedback, they've had you on. Yeah. Like I think it's really up to them, you know, at that point. Or give it a couple months and then at that point, hey, you know, um, I really had a great time when I was there last time. Like, let me know if there's any openings for the future for me to come back. I think um however you go about it, it's out of your control. Because let's say you did body the night and you felt really good about your set and they said, yeah, you did a really good job, man. You know, we, we got to work out the next one. Even if they say all that and, and, and gas you and all that, it's still out of your control. You can yeah. hit them up on Monday or Tuesday. Like, yo, man, thanks again. You know, um, let's, let's talk about next month or, or the next booking. Um, and then I, I feel like at that point you could probably text them. Because all yeah. my experiences with the bookers uh, is probably because I don't have an agent 
And I think you can get to be more personal with the booker yeah. when you don't have an agent. Yeah. Um, and so my experiences is I'm having dinner with them and I'm connecting with them. I'm showing up early to the club to connect with them before I DJ and just the vibe out and show them that I care. Like, let them know I want to get there early. I want to get the vibe. And that I think can go a long way. Mm. So you have all the, you're, you're sending off all the right, right signals and then you do your thing, you know, you, you kill it. And, you know, if you feel good about what you did and they don't respond to another booking, uh, you can't be mad at that. Like, all you know is that you, you did everything you were supposed to do. And if it's not meant to be, it's just not meant to be. And again, it goes back to some, it's a budget thing. Yeah. You know, you got to figure out, you got to think what time of the seat, what time of the year is it? Is this a slow time? Is, you know, are they booking four months out? Mm. So you, you got to factor in a lot of things before you have some sort of emotional reaction to it. And and I think like if you're if you become buddy buddy with them, like I think it's cool. Like you hit them on Monday, and then if they don't respond, just a nice little follow up, friendly follow up on Thursday. Mm. You know, and then and if they don't respond to that, cool. Then I would hit them up next Wednesday, and from that point on, if they're still not hitting me up, I'm I'm giving it a couple weeks because clearly it's just it's not it's not gonna work. Yeah. It's not gonna happen, or else they would have said, or else they would have said. You know, we got to clear some shit up. I promise we'll get you back, but give us a few weeks. Yeah. Unless they say that, they're, they kind of are saying that because they're not responding to you. So that's when you just got to take a deep breath, mm-hmm. let it go. You shouldn't be relying on this anyways. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like you shouldn't be depending on this one booking. Let it go and and get to the next booking or, or you know, go do whatever else. But I want to share my story and I'll, I'll, I promise I'll leave names out. But this goes to one of your many points. Um, so I worked with the booker a long time ago i I was cool with him wasn't boys but but we were very cordial and you know the respect was there um so this guy wanted to book me um and i said uh i think i said you know i want x amount and he said i can't get you that but if you do this booking i'll get you a follow-up you know at a a later date like two three months later i was like okay cool like same venue same venue. Yeah, like, all right, you're, you're, you're gang. Fuck it, let's do it. So I did that booking. And then when it came, and then he booked me. He had me locked in for the second um, booking. What was the time separation? One was in June. And the second booking was supposed to come in September. At the end okay. of September. That's not bad. Early June, late September. And the second date was already locked in pre or post June gig? Um, post okay. June. Okay. So we're locked in for September. And then I see one of my other friends get booked on the same date. And I'm like, oh, tight. I get to spend with so-and-so. This would be a fun night. I felt like he forgot about my booking. Mm. So instead of flexing on him or, you know, saying anything like going crazy, I just say, yo, I'm looking forward to spending with so-and-so on the same date. Yeah. Because you got him on that date. And he's like, oh, shit. My bad. I messed up. Uh, send me your routing number. I'll get you paid. And I'll get you another night. And I was like, all right, cool. So time went on and let's say two, I want to say two weeks went on. Yo, what's up with that other date? You know, we're, we're cutting it close. Oh, he said, I'll try and get you another. If any, if I can't get you both booked, if I can't expand the budget, mm-hmm. I'll try and get you. So I'm still holding on to that date. Okay. To the September to date. To the September date. Okay. So I hit him up a few weeks later. Yo, what's good? Like, I need to know what's going on because we're like a month and a half out. If anything, I can get another booking on that date. And he no response, no respond. Mm. A week later, 
hit him up again like yo like what was what are we doing like you know we're like almost a month out like i i don't know if i'll get anything at this point but still like what am i doing yeah gotta book flights obviously flights go up as yeah, close you get to it to and then i hit him a third time same thing <laughs> nothing and it was like another week later so i want to say like the fourth time i was like yo what you just did was wild disrespectful we're so like i expect this from you know a random booker i don't know mm-hmm. you know you know, I mean, it's not okay, but I would expect it more from them than someone within the circle. Yeah. You know, and I went off on him. I let him have it, and he didn't even respond to that. And so I was like, I was so irate, which didn't get me anywhere, but almost lose something. And um, so I dealt with it. I, I, it, it, it was what it was. And now when I see this dude, like, I just don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't acknowledge him because I, I don't like care to you know but i have no no anger towards him like i've learned to get over that and get through that if i would have held on to that anger to mike's point it would have a lot of lost opportunities you guys had you guys had like an actual conversation like verbal conversation about that situation you and and the mutual or the booker the booker we never talked about it never it's it's probably been about like six years damn and we still haven't talked about it and like i said if this was me and you or me and you like we need to talk, yeah, because we're boys. Well, we have a different relationship, exactly, yeah. exactly. But I also think, just to play devil's advocate here, like the moment he didn't reply, like the honestly, first time he didn't reply, or like the the first time, like you got to move on. Yeah, like that's what I'm. So I'm saying, so if you're dealing with, like if, you're dealing, if you were holding on to that date, I think that's your own fault, right? But but and no, I I agree. And if I were to do it all over again, I just would have been like, you know what, this is who he is. Like it, it is what it is. But to but to, I, like I can't let him. But to Joe's it, point that he was saying earlier, so like you said the first time he hit him up, we don't know what he what personal shit he probably got going on, and yeah. he just didn't get a chance to respond to that message. So I, I mean, think I think a follow up would have done would have been fine. But then at, maybe after that one, then it's like once he just then you're like all right, then he's definitely not trying. I mean, to. only you two you two know how like the conversation went, right? yeah, and like text. Also, it's hard to determine tone, yeah, absolutely. which is really. Like, yo, that's really important. There was no tone on his side, though, because he no, 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 no. I hear you, but like how he might have received what you said, being in whatever space he's in, mm-hmm. like mentally or emotionally, yeah. Like you don't know what he's going through. Yeah, sure. And yeah, and I've, and I've definitely, be, and you might be sending agreed with a that. message that he might receive cold, but you're sending it warm, right? And so sometimes that stuff gets miscommunicated. I'm not here defending anybody, yeah, but yeah. the, but. As a, um, and I think you're in a definitely in a different headspace than you were then. Yeah. Um, that, like, you can't hold on beyond, like, I think once he said, like, I'll see, that's pretty much no. Yeah. Like, I don't know or yeah, I have yeah. no control. Well, well, a lot of DJs don't have that experience to understand that. So, so well, when they, when they hear I'll see, they feel like there's still hope. There's and there probably chance. is. Yeah. So, probably and, is. and this is why we have a platform to let yeah. you guys know. When somebody says, I'll see, I'll think about it, or let me get back to you, that's usually a no, or you're not going to hear back, so move the fuck on. We got to move on. In that scenario, because, like you said, he's someone that's in the quote-unquote circle, Yeah, you probably thought a follow-up, or at least some type of response was was due. You, could, yeah. you know yeah. what I mean? Like, and you said, like you said, if it was some booker that I didn't know or anything like that, then you probably would have chalked it up after the, yeah. the yeah. first reach out. That's and fine. Like, and and if, and if I would have saw that booker that I didn't know at a club or it, something, it, it would have been, been cool. It would be like, yeah. hey, it's, you're just not interested in me. And I, and I get that. Yeah. That's fine. I, it's okay for 
bookers to not want to book. We'll you. not want to book you. Yeah, and yeah. that's fine. Yeah. And that's, I don't disagree with that at all. I think yeah, that's yeah. accurate. I think, but what's most important is like the fact that like you went off over like his non-response mm-hmm. is like that's it's it's touchy, right? Mm-hmm. And then yeah. you know you're gonna see them in the same space. So why create that, right? Yeah. And so that's that's the part where it's like touchy well i'm not defending myself because if this were 2019 and i got put get put in another situation like that like i'm just going to chalk it up as an l and keep it moving well, you, because because it it's it, yeah it, it's a waste like so like i'm saying this because I, I don't want djs to think it's cool to just get irate and go fuck some shit up or go on a yeah, rant yeah, yeah. um but but uh i mean i've seen worse stuff i've seen djs put the same promoter on blast on Instagram and yeah. say, do not yeah, work with this. Yeah, that's, that. that's yeah. uncalled But that's, that's a different thing. Yeah. At the end of the day, you don't, I don't think you want to put that kind of energy out and, and waste your time like that because like, I don't know how old our listeners are, but it really is a waste of time and energy when you put a lot of negative energy into some shit that's really out of your control. Yeah. And, and you got to just like, and I and I get it. You're you're maybe maybe you're you were excited about this booking. Maybe um, maybe you're fucking. You you got bills to pay. You got kids to feed. Like I get why you would lose your shit or why you can be so upset about it. But it's definitely definitely not worth it because you're not making the situation any better. And you can always choose to not work with this dude. Yeah. Like moving forward, you don't have to work with him. It's not like he he runs the city i mean that, that doesn't even matter you just don't have to work with people yeah, like this and with. my whole thing what, what i was thinking at that time was i'm holding this dude accountable so my other my other thought process is not that i'm i'm trying to like tell djs to go do some irate shit but when it's someone you know someone you're cool with i think as djs you should hold them accountable because this isn't cool for you to do this to me or other people yeah. I'm not saying you got to go about it like me, but I think it is fair to let them know this is unprofessional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it's it's just not they cool. Have like, to is hold, that fair? They have to hold. I I hear what Mike is saying, but at the end of the day, I I agree. Like they have to hold some accountability to it. You know I, what I mean, I, no, I no taking responsibility absolutely. Yeah. Um, owing like a conversation, depending on what the last thing that was said. Like, yeah, yeah. If somebody went off on me, like with all due respect. And as someone who I'm not going to work with again, like I, you, you, in that position, I might just be like, "Fuck it," like whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I'm saying if you have, you know that you're going to be in that in that person's, you know, you guys are oh, going to no. be as in, a, the same, as a, as in the same area. Mature person, yeah, 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 yeah. you have you to definitely want to have that discussion. But it's yeah. difficult to have that discussion now because of anything that might have been said. Yeah. And so no, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't have that discussion after yelling at him. I'm saying. Eliminate the 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 irate text part. No, no. And just, We're talking and just, about present, like present post. Yeah, so I'm well, yeah, text. but basically what I'm saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. Post that. Which at that oh, point, gotcha, at that gotcha. point, which at that point, like just to put it out there, I would put that on you to have the, the first. Yeah, you. That's what I think. You, like you should just approach them and be like, "Yo, listen, you know, I don't know the what first that was thing all is, about." Is, is I apologize for that last text, but I'm looking for clarification, yeah. and that's all. And responsibility. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not looking. For you to make up whatever, like there, there, there's probably no interest in friendship. There's probably no interest in working relationship, but we do share a space with common people. Yeah, and I think at that point, 
we just, the maturity level is you got to always take the high road. And exactly. I, I and I'm I'm not telling like I'm not going to tell anybody how to do what they want to do, but I will say that what has presented best results in my experiences in everything is number one, never burn a bridge, good or bad. Mm-hmm. You'll never know when you need that bridge, and you'll never know who that person knows. And that person could be a like someone who who you may not want to share energy with. That person could be something you're never going to work with. But at the end of the day, like the network, as big as it is, is very small. And so historically in business or in anything, you never want to burn a bridge. And I think that's number one. Number two, like I really forgot what number two was. But <laughs> well, going into I, this conversation. Well, I think it, um, it's based on perception. So your version of the high road is is apologize and, and do all that. My version of the high road is I just don't have to say anything to him. Like how many times have we, how many times have we agreed with a TED talk or some motivational speaker where they say, cut those people out of your life. But I don't have to be buddy-buddy with him and I don't have to engage in a fake conversation with him just to kill time. Yeah. Like I can sit ne- like I can sit next to him right here and and we I'm sure we've shared this moment in the past in the last five, six years, and not say a word to him and just be comfortable. Mickey, you know what? You used to book DJ. So yeah. I'm like, how did that work for you when how many guys did you leave hanging? Yeah, how many asshole? times did you like you were cool <laughs> with someone and you just been like, yo, regardless if they just weren't a good fit for the for the club or you just felt like skill wise they just weren't there. Or whatever the the reason was for you not wanting to book them, were you? And you could be honest, you know, be 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 transparent with the people out well, there. Shit, that was like ten years ago. You know so what I'm saying? Like, you, did you, you did you leave people honest. hanging? Like, if they hit you up about getting booked, you Seven. just not responding Seven. to them. Um, <clears throat> no, I mean, look, the um, your word is your 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 it's bond. Your bond. It's, it's what you. It's what you know, will determine a lot of future relationships. And, you know, if I, even to this day, right, like it was seven years ago, but like people that I worked with and I was cool with still to this day, we're cool because of those things, right? Because I handled business appropriately. Um, I will say that, you know, people who like, I would never lead somebody on, you know, in regards to like, oh yeah, yeah, let me like fit you in and, and that's always a tough conversation, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I mean, I'm sure transparently, like, I, I got to book you guys, but I probably didn't get to book you guys as much as I wanted to. Yeah. Because either budgets weren't uh, aligned or because the venue had its own other agenda agenda or goals that it wanted to attain. So being in control, like, y- you have to keep a counterbalance of personal favors slash mm-hmm. preference and a balance of doing your fucking job. Yeah. And I think ultimately, um, you know, speaking on um, situations that we might have dealt with as a, a group here, um, you know, we don't know what those people are going through. We don't know how their budgets are cut, how they're adjusted. And we may commit to certain things and be put in a position and I think that's that part is is difficult for some people to like speak on. Yeah. Right? Because nobody likes to admit or be wrong, you know? I don't think anybody does anything intentionally malicious. Yeah, of course. I not. think that's that's there's a difference between like wanting to fuck someone over 
and accidentally fucking somebody over. Yeah, yeah. Right? And then how you take that responsibility is one thing. But I will say this, like, as, as a DJ, if you ever do get fucked over, like, you can't hold that against anyone. No, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Because um, someone once told me that holding onto resentment is like drinking poison expecting the other person to die. <laughs> yeah. And so unless you you release that from you, like it could hold back other opportunities. It could mm-hmm. hold back other people mm-hmm. to connect with, you know? And I think that's that's the the best advice to be given in a manner to be able to move on and just, you know, look at the bright side versus worried about what went wrong. Yeah. yeah. You know, cuz at the end of the day, like if we start worrying about shit that we can't control, like we will go nuts. Yeah. And yeah. You know whether it's it's openly or internally. That's that's also another thing, but um, not to take it to a too deep of level conversation. But you know, at the end of the day, man, like good business is a good business. Dealing with bookers is is definitely um, you know when you're dealing with your friends specifically. I can speak on my experiences. Like it it was tough, you know, because you you definitely have goals to reach. You have budgets to to agree to. Yeah, and um, you know, you just want to be able to succeed. But of course, like you know, when opportunities arise to be able to work with people that you f- genuinely fuck with, that's the biggest blessing in the world, yeah. right? So, like, being able to make money while doing the shit you love, like, I mean, I got a salary just to book people on. Yeah. I'm like, bro, yeah. like, I'd be booking these people anyway. Paycheck, you know? <laughs> you know, when we started the Mickey D show, we, yeah. did, we did that shit for free. Yeah. yeah. You know? I mean, shit, we're doing this podcast for free. Sure. <laughs> for now. For now. <laughs> Contract uh, uh-huh. signing days up. <laughs> hey, Talk to me. Uh, no, nah, um, but in all realness, like as long as you, as long as the heart and passion's there, like you're doing things right, you're, you're not trying to be malicious. And I think, you know, especially when, when I was doing bookings, I'd always try to do my best to keep the hospitality like to its best ability. I'd push for whatever. And I, I would want it to always feel like a home game. You yeah. Know? Like yeah. that was the, the idea. Before we wrap it up, if you guys have any questions about the booking process or anything else that we didn't touch on. Shoot us a line. Let us know. We'll, you know, we're always welcome to come back and address these topics. Yes, sir. And may, either it'll be the question of the day or we'll make it a part of episode 20 where we address a All bunch questions. of questions. Yeah. yeah. And definitely we um, would like to reference over to um, this kind of correlates and ties into a couple other episodes we've done, which is do's and don'ts of networking. Yeah. And then um, even agency yep. uh, talk because you know, in some ways, having management in these situations can also alleviate some of those stresses mm-hmm. because they can have that conversation with the booker. Um, and then there's obviously, of course, we'll run into bookers that we are tight with, we are homies with, and don't really want to talk to your management, right? Yeah. Like, you got to respect that. But yeah. also, um, I remember hearing a story once about somebody who um, did a quote-unquote homie booking, um, but they couldn't they didn't in a homie booking that deposit isn't normally there. It's kind of off trust. Mm-hmm. And then his agency presented a gig for the same date and it was for more money and it was with a deposit, mm. which at that point you have to respect your management and yeah. take that booking. Yeah. And because you did the homie favor, like that's not guaranteed. Yeah. So that, that could open a whole other like, you know, door to our conversation. But those are kind of also the pros and cons of, um, you know, for the most part, we all kind of deal with people directly. Um, I'm just recently uh, having um, management handle my conversations and it's 
pretty like efficient mm-hmm. for me actually um where you just have to show up and you know all the details yeah but you know at the end of the day um you know the working dj uh is definitely important to to help um guide through these different little situations oh uh, we just are we chalking up uh, episode 12 i think that does it for episode 12 yeah